boom coming in hot on a on a Wednesday, chick. How you doing, brother? All right, man. Sorry, everybody. We've been out for two days, and you guys know we want to do this show every day, but kind of life gets in the way sometimes, and tough one. This yeah. tough one right well, now. <laughs> yeah, man. Just being transparent with everybody. You know, I've been traveling a little bit. It was in Arizona, but I think the more importantly it was uh, Chinch Lost Bella, who uh, you know obviously has been with for seventeen years. She's been a mainstay on our show in the background. You know, she's paused a lot of shows for us over the years. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, dude, I just want to tell you, I love you tons, man. I know this has been a hard time for you and Jess. And, uh, you know, I don't even know what to say, but I love you. And, appreciate and I'm praying, praying for you guys. Appreciate it. I'm not going to go much deeper into it because you guys are just here wailing, hysterical crying. And you don't really want to hear that on a on podcast. But first of all, thanks for your support. I've actually gotten support from a lot of our fans who kind of figured it out over the last couple of days. So thank you. And, wow. of course, thank you and Sarah. You guys are some of our best friends. Big, beautiful bouquet of flowers it was like it's like a, it's like we actually had a funeral here the flowers and stuff that everybody's coming with family and everything so we move on she's in heaven watching us now <laughs> that said let's move on let's get back into baseball and uh we will be back as normally scheduled as we move on let's start with something good start with the paisan italiano dimaggio mike trout tied him dude tied him last night on the all-time home run list. I was I was thinking about that for, for Trout. Um, you know, when, when you – I think that's the biggest thing for players, man. When you start getting mentioned with, like, those guys, like DiMaggio and Gehrig and Ruth and Mantle and some of those Yankee greats, man, like, you know, Jolton, Joe DiMaggio, you know, when you got songs written after you back in the day, you know what I mean? Like, I think that was that's a big deal. Mike Trout's got to step back for a second and go, wow. Absolutely. I'm tied with Joe DiMaggio. Okay, that, that kind of maybe hits home for him. Where, you know, as a player, I, dude, I remember when I, I was, uh, you know, in that five game series in the World Series in 2006, I hit 529, and you know, you don't know until they somebody tells you, and they're like, oh yeah, it's the highest batting average in a five game series since Babe Ruth did it in 1920, whatever. I'm like, mm. now that's cool. Yeah, that's you know what I mean? Like cool. when you when you your, your name pops up with with one of those guys, that's really cool. So. You know, for Mike Trout to uh, to to be in the same uh, place as DiMaggio right now, that's yeah. that's baseball history right there. Yeah, and I want to give love to Joe DiMaggio on one specific stat because my father has pounded this in my head from the time I picked up a wiffle ball bat at three years old. My father's favorite stat ever. I bet it's one of your favorite stats ever. Joe DiMaggio hit 361 homers, and he only struck out 369 times dude like how ridiculous is that like can you put that into some form of perspective that is ridiculous dude you know what dude dansby swanson and these guys just struck out 200 times last year yeah yeah you know what i mean like right like dimaggio those guys those guys back then dude i remember having a conversation with hank aaron i think i've brought this up before a few Years ago at the uh, World Series, I think it was 2016 World Series, Cleveland and uh, and Chicago, mm-hmm. and Hank Aaron talking about how we didn't like to strike out. You know, it was like a matter of fact thing. You're talking about the all time home run leaders. Like we were embarrassed to punch out. Like you know, and and you go back and look at his numbers. I don't think he punched out a lot either. That it was that generation of like you were offended if someone punched you out. Like th- that was not okay. And like when you look at DiMaggio's numbers, you're like. 
wow, that's incredible. But that's how the those guys thought, man. That was that generation too, bro. A little grittiness, some yep. toughness. Like you're gonna have to take me to the depths of hell to punch me out. You yeah. Know? To your point, Hank Aaron played 23 years in the big leagues, never struck out a hundred times. Dude, never. And he's the home run king. You know what I mean? Like, well, you know, obviously him and Bonds, but I'm just saying, like, never struck out a hundred times, dude. <laughs> I mean, guys are struck at, punching out two hundred times now. We're like, yeah, great year, great year. He's punching out thirty <laughs> yeah. percent of the time. Like, right. what? It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's a different world. But all right, so we got that going. The second thing we're going to go to right now is if you take every team in the AL East, including the two teams tied for last place. They would all be in first place in the AL Central. Rays 35 and 15, Orioles 31 and 17, Yankees on fire 30 and 20, Blue Jays 26 and 23, huge win yesterday, Red Sox 23, same thing, 26 and 23. Dude, talk about that. This hasn't happened. I think it was the NL East. I look back, 2005, the NL East. Not every team finished with a winning record. I think uh, the Nationals. Uh, we're 500, but so that's the last time something like this has, has kind of been brewing in, in 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 baseball. What's your take, man? Bro, bro, great, great, great topic. Great, great, um, you know, topic here. I, I was I was uh on MLB tonight last night with Greg Amzinger and Dan Plesac. We were talking about. I chimed in about Anthony Rizzo, Rizzo, what he's meant to this club. I mean, you know, you talk about taking Judge out of that lineup. You take Rizzo out of that lineup, dude. This guy's hitting 300. You know, close to 300. A bunch of home runs, driving in big runs, not touching out, putting the ball in play. He's been a uh, just – that's an incredible sign, bringing him back. You know, great job by Cashman and Boone. Yeah. I texted him last night, though, and I said, hey, man, you know, keep raking. You know, you, you know, they had a big win last night. Volpe walked it off with a, with a, a sack fly. Judge tied it in ninth against Batista for the Orioles, who's nasty. So it was a great win. They're playing great baseball. And Rizzo's text back to me was, dude, this is a beast of a division. Mm. He goes, every team in this division are animals. He goes, I've never, he basically was saying he's never seen anything like it. I'm like, you know, this is the year, dude. Like you said, Chinch, you got the Orioles. What are they, 32 and 16? 32 and 16. The Rays come out with a historic, yeah, yeah right. historic run, right? The, oh, yeah, that's right. They lost, I know, 31 yeah, yeah. 17. Yep. Um, the Rays come out the gates with a historic run. The Blue Jays, the Red Sox, the Yankees. I mean, dude, this is this is going to be a fun. If you're a baseball fan, lock into the East this season because yeah. it's going to be it's going to be there's going to be some pounding going on. Right, especially when they keep banging up against each other because you know we've had this new schedule now that like you 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 know they've probably played some teams that they're not going to play again. Wait till it's like four game sets within a division for like a, a week and a half straight. It's a, it's going to look like yeah. pin, pinball. It's going to look like a when you watch the. Uh, what is it when they pick the pick six at night when you're watching on TV, all the balls bouncing around? <laughs> that's what that's what that division's gonna look like as they move forward. Growing, growing up when your parents are like, We gotta put <laughs> mom's crushing a heater in the corner. Like, yeah, was crushing heaters watching the pick six late at ten AM ten PM. <laughs> Three white wine spritzers deep. Uh who's like do you think the Rays are the Rays really are the Rays the class of it yet or can you not make that well, statement yet well I think the Rays the Rays are due but they're starting to get banged up a little bit Fast mm-hmm. now comes back though on Saturday which is huge but they've been banged up a little bit I think you know you're starting to see them come back there and for a team like the Blue Jays who you know has kind of been up and down all year 
for them, you know, they, they won 20 to one last night, too, or I think it was 21. They were banging, you know, they're, they're, they're hitting bombs off Fraley, who's coming into, who's a, like a position player. You know, Guerrero's hitting grand slams. But so for the Blue Jays, a team like that to beat the Rays head to head, you know, at this stage, you don't want to get too far behind. I believe, tell me if I'm right, I think the Blue Jays were nine and a half back going into yesterday's game. Like to, to yep. get any further than that. Yeah, if you can beat the Rays head to head, I mean, you almost have to do it at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Especially the Rays are five and five in their last ten. Blue Jays didn't help themselves; they're three and seven in their last ten. Sox four and six in their last ten. The Yankees are on fire, and so are the Astros. By the way, let's flip over yeah. to the left coast real quick because, man, the Dodgers just—they just keep showing you why they're like one of the top franchises in the league, right? Another kid comes out last night and just shoves to the. Uh, the Braves. You were probably on, on. Were you on when? Were you? I'm you must on, have been watching yeah, we, this. We were on. Right. Talk yeah, about this the, kid. Well, I think the biggest thing is. Let's talk about the Dodgers first, and we'll talk about the Rays. The Rays are the are the cream of the crop as far as how they develop, how they draft, how they trade guys, free agent signs. It's incredible. Well, who started that? Andrew Friedman, right? Who was their GM and then president? Where did he go? The Dodgers. Great point. What are we seeing from the Dodgers now? Now we're seeing development, drafting, trading, signing the right free agents. You know, it's inc- incredible. But now, now Friedman has the money to mm-hmm. go add. And that is how teams become dangerous, dude. The teams that can develop, and that's why I think of the Blue Jays too, Mark Shapiro, those kind of brains that have been down that road with the Indians, with payroll that, you know, that, that, that obviously is, is fixed. No, you're with the Cleveland Indians, or I mean Cleveland Guardians, and you're with uh, the Tampa Bay Rays. You got a fixed payroll. You get to the Blue Jays and the Dodgers. Now you take that same mentality that you have with those guys. Now you can go add free agents, add pieces. So when I look at the Dodgers and that and that Bobby Miller last night, uh, was averaging you know 99.5 with his with his heater. Yeah, you know this guy throws routinely 100 miles an hour, 101 miles an hour. Like, it's incredible. And it's like, you, you keep going up, and then you got the guy, a guy like James Altman. Oh, yeah, they got rid of Bellinger. What about Altman? Altman would have been up in the big leagues two years ago if it wasn't for the plethora of players that they have at the big league level. So, you know, this Bobby Miller is a stud dude. Throws, you know, he's got nasty stuff, like mid to upper 90s. Uh, sits a high 90s heater. And hit, routinely hits over 100. It's got a great slider, great curveball, um, and just really learning how to pitch, how to sequence pitches. Talk about a, uh, his first start, though. Hey, man, welcome to the big leagues. We got the Braves going. Hey, by, by the way, you're going to face Acuna as your first batter. Like, what? You know what I mean? So he uh, did a great job, dude. Five innings last night. Yeah. Didn't give up one run. Had to dance around a little traffic early in the game. But I mean, just to Super see the impressive. fact that. Oh, the Dodgers have him too. Like yeah. that's incredible. Good, yeah. good for the Dodgers. Rich get richer, and uh, bonus points for you for using the term plethora. That's one of my favorite words. Yeah, you know why? Because awesome? remember Thank Three you. Amigos, Three Amigos, when El Guapo was talking to his buddy, he goes, "Would you say there are a plethora of piñatas?" <laughs> <laughs> I used to say that to my friends all the time. Hey, let's not sleep on a D-backs in that division, man. They are hanging tough. What's your take on them right now? They're, they're a pretty good ball club, don't you think? Dude. The D-backs are really good, dude. That's what are they? Twenty-nine and twenty, I think, something like that. Uh, they're playing some great baseball. Uh, Zach Gallon at the top of that rotation. They had a lot of good young guys that were coming. You know, Corbin Carroll kind of leading the way, um, and and you know, Tori Lavello, you know, 
holding on. Obviously, he's one of the best managers in the game. You have to have good players, but that those players are finally here. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a that's a fun team to watch. They they play the game right. They play the game hard. And it's yeah. a great mix of some veterans and some young guys. Yeah, you know what's interesting? You mentioned Lavello. Like, over the past, like, three or four years, there was, like, Lavello. There were, like, four or five guys where everybody was like, this guy really needs to be a manager. This guy needs to be a manager. They're all doing well as managers. All of those guys that picked up these teams in the last three or four years, from your generation and maybe a little after your generation, they're all showing, like, Lavello is, like, everybody thought he was going to be a great manager, and he seems to be a great manager, I think. Yeah. Dude, I knew he was going to be a good manager when I was coming up in the minor leagues with the Indians. That My Buffalo team in 1997, we won the whole thing. Tori Lavella was our third baseman, dude. And he used to do things, you know, obviously he's, he's a few years older than me, but he used to do things on the field that I'm like, ah, I, you know, I, I was so young at the time. It was like his baseball IQ was at another level. And I remember even saying, I remember one time there was a he was playing third and there was a chopper hit. And it was hit like medium, right? And instead of charging the ball, making the play to third to first, he waited on the ball. He could tell that the guy from second was coming, and he waited on the ball and just almost like it was a tag at third base. And I was like, "What a heads he played to realize that that guy at second's coming. Yeah. He's not going to charge and make the play at third. He's going to wait back and almost tag the guy at third at a bang bang play, big play of the game." And I'm like, "How'd you do that?" He's like, "Dude, just experience being around the game." And I'm like, and I remember thinking, "Boy, this guy's IQ is great. He's going to be a great manager one day." And here he is, man. He is a great manager. And, uh, you know, uh, Mike Hazen out there is one of the best execs, too, in the game. Uh, him and Tori go back to those Cleveland days. So it's a great marriage, dude. Lavello in, uh, in, in, in Arizona and finally getting that shot to get some good players up there, too. It's yeah. going to be a nice run for him. And, yeah, I'll tell you something else. This goes into all the stuff you, you, you kind of coach, coach folks with. You want to talk about discipline and putting your head down and working? Lavello's – First coaching job was for the Cleveland organization in 2001 as a minor league infield coach. You know, you, you think about that. I'm sure, you know, he didn't make uh, Sean Casey money in the big leagues probably, but he made enough money that the commitment that he had to make to get, uh, I, I mean, he's like low A ball moving up. He, he's coached 9,000 minor league teams before he got a chance to get into the major leagues. And now... You see all that hard work and dedication and, and having like a focus and, and looking way past today to your future and what you want for your life and your family. The sacrifices this guy must have made are, are otherworldly to get to where he is right now. Dude, be, be, watching it behind, I coached with the Indians in 2009, I believe, 2010. I coached with the Indians. Uh, so I was in all the meetings at spring training. And I believe Tory was like the double A AA or triple A manager at the time. And he would help run some of the meetings and they, you know, would talk and you just knew, dude, I just knew even back then. I'm like, wow, you, you like you said, he started working in the organization as the infield instructor back in the early 2000s, finally gets a job in, you know, the mid late uh, 2015, you know, 18, 20, whatever it was then. And, uh, you know, if anybody's ready for it, he's ready for it. Like he didn't just pop in. Oh yeah. You know, this guy was manager of the year with the, with the Indian, with the, with the guardians, but, you know, back in the day. So, yeah, great, great. I love talking to Tori Lavello. I could talk about him all day, man. Excellent. And, like, I, the Bob Feller story I tell, you know, when I when I almost oh. killed Bob Feller, <laughs> hit him in the heart one day. Yes. The only guy that was there was Tori Lavello. Oh. And the greatest thing, bro, is, like, you go ask Tori Lavello right now about that story, and he'll tell you the exact same story <laughs> I told him when I hit 
Bob fell right hard. He went down, but he's the toughest man in history. He ate that ball like it was nothing. Amazing. Amazing. All right. Hey, you're starting to get into the woods. You're starting to get into those Pittsburgh woods. So you're about to break up a little bit. So I think okay. we can move yeah, along. Right. You almost you almost froze on me there again for a second. <laughs> Sorry. Um, all right, but you're almost home. We're back. Okay, so we're back full time, everybody. Again, my apologies, but yeah, tough week. But uh, we got we got good people looking down on us in this world, and good animals looking down on us. So once again, dude, first to you and Sarah, thanks so much for all your support the past few days, and love you guys so much. And uh, we we continue on, man. We continue on. Yeah, love you too, James, man. And uh, I'm glad that we're back on, and I'm glad that uh, you know just. You're in my prayers, man. I don't even know Thanks, what to bro. say. I know this has been a tough time for you and Jess. And uh, Bella is uh, looking down, man. And, and probably you, your mom and her right now are probably hanging out. And <laughs> having a great, having a blast. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Totally. <clears throat> All right. Thanks, brother. Love you guys. We'll see you again tomorrow, you, right? I love you, man. I love you too, I'll see you tomorrow. And I got a great story for you tomorrow about something that happened to me on uh on Route 80 today. Oh, we'll talk about it tomorrow. I, 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 had, I got the cliff notes, folks. You need to turn in. To this story tomorrow. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, incredible. All right, brother. I love you, Chichi. Love you, buddy. See you, man. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys tomorrow. See you, buddy.